Made a mother master on a mission. Three and one playing my position. I passed queen a long time ago. Spiritual gangster, I was born woke. Born woke, born woke. Spiritual gangster, I was born woke. Born woke, born woke. Spiritual gangster. Greetings, my lovelies. It's a beautiful day in the A. I'm feeling a little disturbed today, and I want to just work through it with um with you guys, because I think some things need to be discussed in a way that um I haven't heard them discussed. So... This episode is is about vagina violence and the many ways that it manifests itself. I feel that, um, well, let, let, let me go back. Yesterday, something happened and I'm really not going to go into the details of it so that I don't violate the privacy of the person who told me about it, but basically a group of adolescent girls were um, at a park at Six Flags, and a group of adolescent boys wanted to holler at them and, you know, try to talk to them, whatever. And things escalated to a point where one of the girls felt violated so the boy was kissing her against her will and putting his hands everywhere and you know it 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 was a violation of personal space of personal free will because throughout she was saying no so I know the me too movement is all about victim believing and victim um supporting supporting victims and believing victims and and um just being very focused on the quote unquote victimization of it all and i think that there's been a lack of emphasis on the violence of it all so what makes an adolescent boy think it's okay to violate the free will of an adolescent girl other than a society and culture that teaches boys that, hey, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, she she really wants it. No means yes sometimes. So just keep pushing through. Uh, I guess until she screams or whatever. Keep going. You you never know. She might just give in. Or you might be able to have your way anyway. What is it about us as a society that subliminally teaches boys that that's okay. A young man who I was speaking with to about this uh, and just speaking with him and getting his feedback, 
brought up that point. He said, why, why isn't anyone teaching the boys that it's not okay to violate someone's personal space? And I find that there's this sort of strangely thin line between uh, the idea of a woman wanting to be ravaged or um, sort of forcefully uh, taken and being able to surrender to the strength of a man who wants her. That idea has been very romanticized. And as a woman, I can say that there is a part in most women that is open and welcoming to that from a man she trusts. Not from a stranger, in my opinion, certainly not in my realm, um, and not from someone who is uninvited or uninviting for one reason or another. So, in just exploring it, I took the opportunity to teach this adolescent young woman that we as women have to walk through life with a higher state of awareness. We have to be more aware of our environment. We have to be um, armed better in terms of uh, just making sure that we have an equalizer of some sort on us, whether it's mace or or taser or a box cutter or knife or whatever we might have to pull out to protect ourselves or to defend ourselves, martial arts as well, something I recommended to her. I can remember being a college student and never leaving my dorm without a box cutter. So I had this little, you know, it's kind of illegal, I think, to carry a knife around with you. So I carried this box cutter, very sharp instrument that I could easily whip out and use if someone attempted to uh, violate or in any way attack me. But that's something that men don't have to walk around with. You really don't have to walk around with, even small men don't have to walk around feeling like, hey, a bigger man might force himself on me at some point. So let me be aware of that. Let me not put myself in a one-on-one -on -one situation with a, 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 a man who's bigger than me because, hey, he might go wild and what am I going to do about that? But women have to walk around with that all the time. And it's like walking around being being African American. We it's something that we are, and along with it, there are extra responsibilities and sensitivities that we have to uh, engage in, which I in an ideal society we wouldn't have to engage in. People would just be people, and allow people the right to move around freely with no threat of violence. Another way, of course, the vagina violence is manifesting itself is what comes out 
of our vaginas. Vava, vaginas. <laughs> because this assault on women and our bodies and how we use them and whether or not we choose to have children is a violation. It's a violation of free will. It's a violation of human rights. It's a violation of a person's right to exist in the way that they wish to exist. And I have to say that, especially here in the South, there is going to be a huge spike in the numbers of black and brown people. And who's going to take care of those children? Because usually when a woman has an abortion, there there are a few reasons. There's There's rape. There's incest. There's desire. They may, for one reason or another, not see it as convenient in their lives at that moment to go through nine months of pregnancy and then um, the responsibility of motherhood. And then there's economics, which play a major role in why women, not all, but some women, choose to have abortions. Who's going to deal with the economic aspect of these unwanted children that come forth. If the child is unwanted, the woman is precluded from having an abortion and the child ends up just left somewhere in a park or on the doorstep of a hospital or in in the better case scenarios or you know, worse, just left in a dumpster. That's been known to happen before. Who's going to take care of those issues? And who's going to take care of the children who are in households where there isn't enough money coming in and there isn't enough food, there isn't enough of anything resource-wise, to feed every mouth there. Some of those mouths being there um, through governmental force, basically. It's a very Handmaid's Tale kind of trajectory we're on when it comes to that, that subject. But I, you know, it, it's... It's strange because I don't walk around feeling like a victim ever. As a matter of fact, when some of the stories came out, um, Bill Cosby things and, you know, the stories about men doing this, that, and the other thing, I have always felt that it's up to me to make sure I'm not in a situation that could get sketchy. So... Being an artist in the entertainment industry, there are a lot of sketchy dudes. A lot. There's a 
ton of violation going on. The music business is, I mean, it's just rampant. These late night studio sessions, this, that, blah, blah, blah. For me, I was always a person who did not want to hang around. It's always, I'm going to get in, sing the song. I'm fast on, on the mic, so I'm in and out. And I don't have time to hang with you all. I got responsibilities. I have a child. I got to go. Bye. So that's been my world. But I have to say that the world existing as it does, which is all about hanging out and getting to know these producers and, you know, one hand scratches the other, led me to become a producer. So I started to learn to work equipment. I had to uh, learn to be self-sufficient as a songwriter, picking up instruments, doing the things that were necessary to keep me from having to wait around for dudes all the time. Not something I was willing to do. So, but I have made some questionable choices and found myself in sketchy situations where I'm in a one-on-one. If this shit went bad, what am I going to do about it? Now, I'm not a martial artist, so... I'm looking around like, okay, I could grab that and I could stab him with it. Or I could grab this, I could hit him over the head with it. Uh, I can get my keys and I can poke him in the eye. I, I, I'm a nonviolent person, yet when personally threatened, I'm probably one of the most violent people um, you would ever meet when it comes to protecting my own life and or well-being same thing with my children my seed I will go to any length to protect them so the lesson I took away from those sketchy situations <laughs> that I found myself in was don't put your ass in these sketchy situations meet guys in public places do not put yourself in these ridiculous scenarios. Yet walking to the store can be a ridiculous scenario. If it's at night for a woman, you know, our level of freedom to move around with a sense of ease and calm is questionable. It's just, it's not, it's not there. We have to have this hyper-awareness in order to protect ourselves and to, to remain sovereign. So, this sweet adolescent girl who this happened to later said to me, you know what? I was put in that situation so I could understand and so I could strengthen myself and so that I could learn what to do and what not to do. How to stand up early enough to prevent something unwanted from happening. How to speak my mind when my girlfriends are saying, oh yeah, let the boys come, let the boys get in our boat. Let, you know, say no, I don't know them, but I don't want them in the boat with me. Y'all do whatever, but I'm, I'm leaving. So it gave her something that she's gonna need, sadly. 
in this culture, she's going to need the backbone to say no when she feels like anything. She feels in any way like this could go wrong. I can remember driving, <laughs> driving for Uber and Lyft, and I was like, this shit could go really, really bad. But in my mind tends to not work that way. I tend to be an optimist. I'm always thinking. And every situation I was ever personally in was beautiful. The people were beautiful. The people were loving. Everything was 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 beautiful. And this was kind of around the time that um, Uber and Lyft were pretty new here in the South. Uh, well known and 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 well utilized in out west, and but just kind of newly coming to to Atlanta. But yet my mind almost had to go there. This is in our DNA. This is generations upon generations of women being forcefully um, just put into situations where they're forced to surrender themselves, the essence of who we are um, through brute force. Brute force. So no willingness at all on our part. I don't even believe in victim mentality, even in those scenarios, to be honest with you, because I feel like everything is is a combination of of what we attract into our lives and what we um, desire and or fear in our lives. And that's why I've been more than willing to accept my part in anything that has ever gone awry in my life because I, I don't feel that there's ever a true victim in a situation there's there's always a co-creation of whatever happens so even with that being said there is a level of hyper awareness that i think can be moved out of society if we start to teach little boys that it's not okay to touch someone who doesn't want to be touched. Hitting is never okay because you're violating the free will of that other person. They don't want to be hit by you. They don't want to be touched by you. And if they do, they will invite you to. And we have to teach girls to step up in terms of speaking their mind. If they like a boy, be, let that be okay. It, let it be okay for them to say, hey, I like you. As they, of course, reach a certain age. I, this shouldn't be like three-year-olds, <laughs> four or five-year-olds. But, you know, <clears throat> we're taught as women, oh, the boy must always chase. The man has to chase you and capture you somehow. And, and that's just the natural order of things. And there's a part of me that still believes that men don't appreciate anything they don't have to work for. I I live by that because I, I just feel that there are too many men who, who 
just that's the reality if they if it something comes easily to them if you know their wife is dutifully handling wifely duties then they're out roaming looking for a side piece typically not always but often so men have to work they have to chase to a certain degree but there is a line a pretty distinct line it's not even a fine line between chasing someone who wants to be um pursued and forcing yourself on someone who does not want to have anything to do with you in that way so we've got to teach our girls a level of strength and power uh, our wit our intellect our intuition will always always guide us out of and around situations that could be challenging and we have to teach little boys that their strength their forcefulness has a time and a place but their strength is best utilized in the protection of others and they don't have a right to touch anyone who doesn't want to be touched. That has to be taught. And we as a, as a society have to just start doing it. We don't have to continue to live in a way that is um, polarizing between the sexes. We all have masculine and feminine attributes that are natural and innate. All babies cry when they are upset about something. The boy children, though, are then bullied out of crying to express themselves because we tell them, boys don't cry, big boys, no, no, no. you got to be a man from the time that they're like three or four years old and they still need to cry. They still need to let those feelings out. They still need to express in that way. And so we have to allow them that freedom to continue to evolve their feminine side and bring it into a balance of humanity and just a oneness. Because the full spectrum of emotions are available to us all. And so very, very healing and balancing. I don't like that word healing. Getting that out, it implies that there's some problems. And we're all wonderfully well if we allow ourselves to be. So I'm just going to say balance. Balanced emotions are what we have to teach, has to be taught We're not given that in school right now. But times are changing. Things are changing. Awarenesses are changing. And it's up to us as a people, as a culture, as humans sharing the planet to decide what we want life to be like for ourselves, 
and for our future generations. So all of this happened on the same day that I happened to um, watch the first two episodes of the HBO show Euphoria. That, to me, that shows a problem. And here are some of the reasons why. First of all, let's, let's start with the good. The cinematography is outstanding. It's beautifully shot with some really interesting scenes and um it's it's lovely to watch the writing the writing is okay it's not bad it's um in my opinion not great writing um there's uh, quite a bit of predictability for me but again, I watch a lot of content. So when you watch a lot of content, you find that storylines tend to meander in, in a similar way. But what, and, and oh, the lovely Zendaya is wonderful. Her acting is beautiful um, in terms of the growth because I, my daughter used to watch her when, when she was a, a girl, little girl on on Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, whatever it was. And, you know, just seeing her grow as an actor is beautiful. I do feel that there's some nuances in her performance that could be fine-tuned, probably with the right coaching. Uh, I think she's playing the drug addict as um, someone who surrendered to being a drug addict as opposed to someone who somewhere in her spirit knows that that's not what she was meant to do. So every true drug addict I've ever come across is someone who is in a, a, a fundamental existential battle with the self of, I know that I'm built for something better than this, but I'm weak to this substance. So... She comes, her character, Zendaya's character comes right out of rehab and she's already surrendered. She, there's no battle there. She's like, I fuck it, I'm, I'm getting high again. You know, so there's, there's nothing in her character or the way she's playing the character now. There's nothing in there showing us, the viewer, that there's a battle. I want to be good. I want to, to not be a slave to this substance. I want to be strong I'm looking at my friend who I went to school with in kindergarten and she's just so strong she's she doesn't do this she doesn't want this why do I want it instead she's playing it as I'm fucking the drug is stronger than me I just want to be on drugs I've just I'm just gonna take every drug that crosses my path I'm just looking for the next high whatever that's gonna be so that's a little boring for me as an actor and a, a filmmaker. However, the horrible travesty of this show is that so many little girls who looked up to Zendaya um, in her early career 
now are seeing her in this role of someone who completely surrenders to addiction. Again, I've only seen two episodes. Maybe by the end of the season, she'll be fighting back. Her spirit, her soul, her true life essence of survival and purpose and passion will fight back against this outside substance that has come in and invaded her her mind and body and, and, and affairs. And this is a bit of a spoiler alert, but in the you know the the series is still just beginning it's on there I think there're only two episodes in maybe three by now um but her parents put her on the drugs first she was diagnosed with some white coat fantasy of what's wrong with a child and her parents had her on deep meds as a little girl So now you've introduced your child to these horrible chemicals, creating imbalance in the the beautiful body system that is a perfect, perfectly run system without any interaction on the part of humans. But that's another story for another day, and we will visit that. Um, So the parents have given her the drugs, and then they're like, well... Oh my God, this child is on drugs. Duh. You gave her the drugs. You introduced them into her world and told them, they'll make you feel better. Here, you have OCD. Take these drugs. They're good for you. And so now she's a teenager and she's taking drugs. Surprise. So a lot of the opiate crisis, I think, can be traced to a misperception in people who believe that some drugs are good and some drugs are bad. Nothing chemical made by human hands is good for your body. If it's a drug, it came from a plant. Go get the plant. Period. Find the plant. Work with the plant. Harmonize yourself, find the cause, because the body doesn't go awry without there being a cause. Find the cause. And then get the plant if you need one. (laughs) I'm just saying. These bodies were designed by a, a much greater intelligence than human intelligence and definitely much greater than humans who happen to go to school for eight years longer and learn nothing about nutrition along the way. So go ahead and educate yourself about how to master your own body vessel and these outside crutches won't be necessary. We will do a whole episode about that because, as you can see, I'm off on a tangent because I'm extremely passionate about um, drugs in general, Um, drugs on TV, every single commercial, just about, I'll just say 80% of commercials are 
uh, drug related. And I, I think there's a, a, a tie to that. If you look at the statistics of drug addiction prior to drug commercials being allowed on television, it was much, much lower. Now everyone is believing they have everything, every single malady in the world, and everything has to be medicated. It's ridiculous. It's silly. It's a pimp game, and the pharmaceutical industry has turned all y'all into hoes. So enough about that for now. But I'm just going to wrap this up because I got to go and do some stuff today. Get my day going, edit, and create. I just want to say in terms of um, ladies, protect yourself from vagina violence, both the political kind and the physical kind. We have to arm ourselves against it until our counterparts have been taught to treat us with dignity, respect, and as the sovereign human beings that we are. Gentlemen, balance. Balance yourselves. Muslim brothers, please stop making women dress covered up from head to toe because you can't balance your libido. American brothers, keep your hands to yourself unless you are invited. And all men, bring your emotional life into balance. If you feel hurt, it's called hurt. If you feel disappointed, it's disappointment. But ultimately, all the emotions can be summed up as either love or fear. And so if you're afraid, acknowledge that fear, own it, and then push past it to find the love that lives beyond it. Speaking of love, I love you all. I always will. I always have. This is Mother Maiden Master. Maiden Mother Master. Master Maiden Mother. Signing off, babies. I love you. Peace. Come on and sing it now
what you do about the people who doubted you. Doubted you. Don't you believe? 